1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Please as always give us a like and subscribe. Um with me tonight we have Scotty. Are you Scotty?
1: Bring you, mate. Bring you. Happy to be on again. in some home tough tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's uh first time on since we've been top of the league. So that's uh, made a change for the nearly two years. Uh so that's been good. But how are you, Colin?
2: i'm very well mason very well um wrote my big hoodie on it's minus two out there so wrap up bears and it's weird man the, yeah, you know i've been doing well but we don't get the visitors for the other side they say the comments like the comments are i feel a wee bit along with the day so hello to everybody watching get your comments and to fill that void comments are, are there aren't
0: they i mean the last the last little while hopefully it stays like that for a little while uh, longer, uh, but before we go on to, to yesterday's game, gents, uh, Scotty, I just want to touch on the Europa League draw that was Friday morning. Um, been drawn away to Benfica in the first leg and then followed it up, uh, Ibrox uh, a week later. Uh, what was your thoughts on, on the draw? Was it was was it favorable? Was there anyone else you, you fancy? Um, I think it's got the
1: Got all the ingredients of quite a memorable tie. I don't know if you can remember back to the Stephen Gerrard days when we had Ligia Warsaw and over two matches it was very, very tight and it took a, a Morelos header to get, his, to get his qualified. I think it's not that I'm comparing the two because they're completely different sides, but I think the tie is going to be the same in terms of I think both teams are going to cancel each other out. Um, Benfica have Angel Di Maria. So you're, you're looking for Do join Bassett to come in and keep him quiet. If we can nullify di Maria, we can win a tie. We need to come. We need to get them to Ibrox. Still, in it as, as, as far as I'm concerned, missing.
0: Yeah, that, that's been favourable for us. And it having the away tie at first, we've got to make. You know, we've seen that in the you know the last Europa League run when we got we got to Seville, That was that was really important having that away game first, staying in the tie, and getting them back at Ibrox, Colin. I know you've obviously um, touched on, on this as a podcast and I'd say anyone that hasn't seen that podcast that, that, that dropped Friday with the Liverpool, West Ham and Brighton Potters with, with all the teams left in, in the Europa League, I'd say catch that after after you've watched this one. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the, on, on the tie?
2: No, obviously... A massive thank you to Dagen and James who joined for being obsessed, and we are West Ham. And just to call out, they are never coming back on the podcast after predicting that Benfica will beat Rangers. Um, it wasn't the content I was asking for, but I, I said, Benfica, I think it's fair to say Benfica are the favourites to go through. Um, but as, as I said like, and it was very cliche. We you don't get to the last sixteen without being a decent side. There's no shite sides at this point in the, the tournament that goes for Rangers Scott starts telling there, getting the team back to Ibrox, Benfica will be looking to have the game wrapped up in the first leg, which I think will suit us if we if we have space to go in and play in that away leg um, and hit the counter the game, you know, if the game still, we don't even need to be level even if a one or two down, we know wonderful finishing harm at Ibrox and um, but we do need to be on our game over both legs. Um so I'm quietly confident, but I know we need to we need to see more of what we've seen on Saturday um to to go through.
0: Just just last thing on, on Europa League, uh, Scotty, how far do you think this team can go in the tournament?
1: Well, I'd say if they dispose of Benfica and you're into quarter finals, that's an acceptable achievement for me. Um, the fact we've topped the group and finished the last 16 I still think the squads get a wee bit more in them um, ultimately priorities of the league for me this season uh, Europe's a pipeline dream and any time we've had we've went on a European run it's it's affected our form domestically because of the um, the graft that brings on the players so last day I would be more than happy um, but overall it's it's a good tasty draw. Benfica We do well against Portuguese teams. We beat Braga countless times. Um, good results against Porto a few years ago. Two draws against Benfica. So it's it it, it all set up to be to be quite a quite a tasty tie. But I would I would be happy with the quarterfinals to be honest. And then time to concentrate on that treble that we all want. I'm, I'm with Scotty
0: on that one, Colin. I think. Listen. I sort of have to caveat that with I'd take the Europa League over any anything. Uh, if you said to me you could guarantee you win the Europa League and, and it wouldn't be the league, I'd have that all day long. Uh, I need to I need to put Seville. We all need to put Seville right. Um, but there's being realistic, and Scott Scotty's right in terms of this squad. And I think the deeper we go, uh, Scotty, you not agreeing? You not agreeing with that? do you think the league?
1: Uh, I'd prefer a European trophy to the league any season. That's oh, oh oh the the comment. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Colin I disagree with yeah, Bali, I've got an yeah, yeah. That's agree. Yeah. Like yes, season we need you in
0: that league. Yeah, no, no, I agree with
1: that. Colin, what's your thoughts
2: on that? Every year when we start the campaign, the leads are most important. The, the leads are non-negotiable. Um that that's happened since before we were born, happened through the nineties since we were back up as well. Next year's gonna be the same year after. Um we're always competing for the weekend. and it is so important. I don't want to downplay it. Um yeah, but how often do we get the chance of a European trophy? Uh we we've been in five finals, we've only won one. It's we <sighs> you know for me if i if i was to be given the choice of one or the other it's the european trophy every day of the week but problem with this question is you can't pick one and be guaranteed it you can't just say no but league is a priority that doesn't guarantee it. so you do need to try and win every trophy you compete in because we know as a club like <laughs> they are not just given to you we've We've no one anywhere near enough since we came back up in 2016, so we can't be. I don't think we can can be particular about what trophies we decide we to Win, we need to try and win them all. Yeah, short of says like that is the issue when you don't have the greatest of squad depth. We need to be, you know, we need, need to be mindful with that. But incidentally, I think Clemont's of the same mindset where you don't and choose what Tournament, you turn up for you just turn up for them all. Um, but the, the squad rotation is going to be huge.
0: It is. And, and talking of squad rotation, Scotty, um, the manager made a couple more changes uh, for the game game uh, yesterday. Was there any was there any surprise in there? I, I think we've done a couple of predictions in the chat before um, the game yesterday, and the only one I had in was cousin for Sterling. Um, but to be honest, Sterling got the nod, and I could understand that. He, he was faultless last weekend when he came on, and, and I thought he'd done really well uh, again again for us yesterday. On
1: the Sterling deserved to be in a lineup, but it's hard when I really couldn't understand the formation we set out with when we started playing yesterday. I think the managers told Sterling to op- to occupy an area of the park. Kinda it was a wee bit central, almost a wee bit like kinda an inverted winger tucked in. A wide ten or it's odd. It's odd to the manager's gotten playing, but the guy's just a machine, he's a machine. He's he's causing people doing his winning balls. You've seen what he done at St Johnston last week, Mason. Um, in terms of win, there's a penalty. That's just sheer heart and desire that we're getting off him In terms of the lineup, he was a surprise in how Cummins using him is very interesting to watch in the weeks ahead. Um, I didn't really. I think Cantwell being injured on Friday kind of threw up there for always to be honest, because uh, in a, a, a Rangers Journal chat we were kind of through and throwing with some a turning and with some predicted lineups and Campbell being injured, kinda then you're wondering if does Amanda come into the tent? Does Lawrence come into the team? Tom Lawrence, I thought we had a very good game yesterday, by the way. I thought Tom Lawrence was excellent. Um but aye, Dublisney, Sterling was the he's a kind of enigma in terms of we all want to see him play, but we don't know where he's going to play in how he's getting used, he's he's churning out performances, so can't complain.
0: No, that's exactly it. So it is a little bit of a worry for Sterling in terms of mm-hmm. he's, he's done so many jobs for us so many well, but he, he hasn't really tied down and made a position his own yet. But the manager's using him, I think, really well. Colin, just just on the lineup, obviously, dessa has got the nod in front of Silva yesterday, um, which which was which was proved right, which we'll come on to in a little while. But another one was um as as scotty just said todd campbell um out which is a blow blow for us really hopefully it's only a, a couple of weeks but with the dm1d signing and then todd cantwell we're suddenly looking really really strong in there
2: yeah i shared aldo's in there we didn't miss Cantwell yesterday and i think he's spot on that's the position we should be at obviously if you're getting five or six or seven injuries as rangers usually do you should notice a drop off but one key player shouldn't wreck the full the full system, the full team. We've seen Tom Lawrence come in there and thought he was excellent. That's the level of squad that we need to get to for all positions. Um you know I, I thought that midfield three, um Lawrence, Wonstrom uh, and Diomandi all complemented each other so so well. Um, they're all physical, they can get about the park and the range of passing between them's excellent I I thought Lundstrom and Lawrence have said before they can pick any player out in any position in the park between them Um, and deal Mandich just adds to that and something we've lacked in we've been criminally starved in it for years Mason players who shoot from outside the box and you know we'll come to the goals but time and time again like we've said on here we've all battered about the heads after the wall um, on this podcast saying just if nothing's on, have a fucking pop, and they do, and we get goals. It's no rocket science,
0: Scotty. That, that that's the point. The Monday obviously last week with the right foot when uh, the game was, was was lacking in quality, and we I wouldn't say we were struggling, but you just thinking where's a goal coming from here? And then there's a bit of quality for him last week, and then he does it again yesterday, two minutes in, crowd's up for it, and that early goal makes such a difference, and. Um, it, you know, it, it's hard not to get excited with the M1 day when you're seeing that so early on, um, with two cracking finishes, and, and and you know, as I said, that that early goal hearts then I've got to come out and, and try and, and try and get one back.
1: I definitely, I think yeah, answered the question in and, and your question, amazing, when you said quality, that's what Diamond is. That's what he's bringing to his team. Um, he's uh he's a very very good football player, and we have got water cup in our hands in terms of. <laughs> In terms of how we're going to use him going forward, I think he needs to stay in. And he's he's number eight position, which is obviously everything that we wanted to see off our Sifuentes, which is why he was brought in to take us to the next level. Unfortunately, I never managed it. But um, the strike yesterday set the tone for the match. It kinda, I think you knew once that went in, and we got a what, what quick second, you knew you were going to take three, four, five off, who are also the where. The most second-informed team in Europe, as a very own poll Paul had provided as we had to start. Um, so it's 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 not bad going and beating third best in the league, five nine It's it's a good day's work at the office for me.
0: Statement. It's a statement. I think the one was was all about three points. Don't get me wrong, but I did say sort of before kickoff, if we can go and absolutely smash hearts, it's just sending another message out saying, you know, we we're here and we're here to stay, Colin. As i said that spark was was huge because the early goal the crowd then gets on side we one it up um and, and and i think some of the football we played yesterday i think is is it fair to say it's the best we've seen so far this season
2: that first 45 minutes is the best Rangers have played um all all season um it really is it's, it's they weren't poor by any means in the second off but obviously ugh, to just manage it think, you know game when you know, hearts aren't really often too much um they were all trying to drop off and the subs you know kind of took the sting out of it but that first 45 minutes they were relentless you said the early goal there Mason it's not just the early goal Rangers do get the early goal quite often what they don't do is they don't kill teams off they're not ruthless they don't keep the foot in the throat and they've done this and you know, I, I was I was so pleased with them getting the second and I thought going into halftime 2-0 up, it's it's just, it's a great, we can set up the game plan perfectly in the second half, but we're going to get the third. That's not what we've seen for this Rangers side. And how many times have we seen us dominate a team for 45 minutes and it's only 1-0 and the team come out firing saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't still be in this, but we are, we've give, been given a second chance. We gave hearts no second chance no benefit of doubt yesterday and we need to keep on doing that that's it scotty
0: hearts had a spell five minutes before we got the second goal um where they had a little bit of the ball but you just felt well, i did sort of watching it uh, i don't know if you did yourself watching it i just felt that they're not carving us open here very comfortable and then hearts made the mistake of overloading one or two two um you know, in our half, and then the quick ball, and then Lawrence picking out Cortez was a great, great cutback and the finish is top, top quality. Um, and then at that point, it's game over. And, and the thing I like about that is, as Col- just backing up what Colin said, the amount of times where we've got in them positions and just lacked that quality and lacked that ruthlessness. But that 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 goal yesterday was was my favourite from from the fire.
1: The I as I saw in Corey's pod earlier on that. The finish for Cortez is good, but the the pass for Tom Warnes is perfect. The pass for Tom Warnes means all he needs today is open his open his body up and just side foot into the corner. It was it was a beautiful goal, to be brutally honest with you. And it's the hand breaks well and truly off. Something that our, our former manager says that he was going to do. come once actually done it now. We've got a style of play. Um we've got fast, free flowing football. And to be brutally honest with you, Mason Rangers just Look like a good football team now. I think they're doing all right at us. as a game that's going on there. the. They're producing the goods, but Cortez's goal yesterday was just was a thing of beauty. I would trigger that that cause ace up. I would just get this boy signed up because he's got a wee bit of everything. He's very good with ball at his feet. He can beat a man, which is something I've been saying on a point probably since I came in. Is that that's what we were missing is scanning a player just not get ball by somebody, it's, it's not up. That's how you you get space and open it up. And that's what Cortez can do. So we've seen he can he can pick a pass and he can score a goal. He's he's probably quite a bold statement I'm gonna make, but he's a better winger than Ryan Kent.
0: Listen, there's, there's early early signs I think we've seen more in five minutes from Cortez than we did probably in eighteen months from, from Ryan Kent in, in all honesty. But what I like about Cortez is sort of that there was times where he can go on the outside or he can go on the inside and he doesn't just do one or the other continually he, he, he tries to mix it up and I think I think you're right. I think in terms of if we can get him more game time, keep him fit, that's going to be a big one. And um, I think we have got a, a really exciting player on our hands. What what I like about him as well, and I think he's got that sort of nastiness as well. If he does get a kick it's you know he's ready to go go again. Colin, um just sort of to back that up in, in terms of we talk, we we spoke about the Mundinair and Scott, you just spoke about Cortez. We're finally seeing a January window. You know the benefits of a good January window. How many you know windows have we gone previously where January's just we, we, the, the players are coming and not hit the ground running? And it, it's it's it. You know, it, there's still a long way to go, but this could be this could them, them two signings could be huge, and, and then obviously Silva who will, will come come onto a little bit later on.
2: Again, like, I'll labour this point until the Cows come home. We get the best out of any player in any position when there's competition. Um, Silva, we've seen, like, he's he doesn't contribute in as many numbers as Dessers. I mean, we can argue over the type of player who's better, mm-hmm. right? That's a different conversation. But Dessers is getting numbers. Silva has to raise his game. Dio Mandy has come in uh, at a time when John Lundstrom and Tom wardens is the best midfield partnership we've seen in a long, long time. He's come in, he's had to hit a ground running to get that jersey. Cortez maybe slightly more fortunate, um, where it's an even playing field between him and Matondo and Ross McCausland, and then Strott right further behind. But the point still stands where I think most would have been happy with McCausland or Matondo, or McCausland and Dujon Sterling. Um, There's a lot of competition, Mason, so that's forced these January signings to come in and if they want a game they don't just get played because they've been signed they need to contribute something, and they are all contributing and i'll take a step back that's not just with the January sign- signings that's with the full squad in general that's it
0: everyone everyone's doing their bit um and it, 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 it's, it's, it's you know it's exciting and um, the managers obviously it, it's scary to think where we, where we would be if they took over at the, the start of the season but um, we'll take where we are just just now Scotty we, we didn't stop there we went and got a third um, after that and, and again uh, Dessas who, who uh, I thought he had a good game yesterday by the way um, but he just I think there was one he was offside anyway where it was the header up um, where, where he should score and, and then there was another one where Yilmaz plays a, a brilliant ball um, again a header, and he, he puts it wide and the crowd gets on his back a little bit but the, uh, the the third goal, the pass from up, by the way, is 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 quality, but the finish is is, is 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 the hardest one he had all game, and he made it look so simple. Aye, definitely. Can I just quickly jump back to
1: your January signings? Is that all right, Mason? missing?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you guys think that Phil Komon has looked at the way as a football club that Rangers are looking at settling any signings? Let's see if you look at Lisa Lamela, Sifuentes, people only the there now, they didn't quite hit the green running. Didn't produce the goods. I think that someone's been working away in the background that how we can, somebody, especially a foreigner coming in, don't know Scottish football, they don't know the way of life here. I think Rangers have done have done a bit of work going that in the background to make the lights a day and Cortez come in and hit the ground running. Whether that be making sure they've got family over, or uh, whether living, or uh, just some, do you think we changes like of, of, of that have been made so that the, these boys feel confident and can, can settle and hit the ground running and show their quality? Because that's what they're doing. I mean, they've been outstanding.
0: Colin, do you want to
2: come on? Aye. Um, you know what, so I've not heard anything about that and I've not actually thought about it until you said. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we know, come on, knows his shit when it comes to football. He's played at a really high level mm-hmm. and tactically he's very aware and we don't know enough yet if that's just him or the makeup of his back room team or I'm make sure everybody. What we do know about him, he's a very, very good man manager. And we see that. We know players just go that extra yard for them players buy any, whatever he's trying to do, whether he's telling them to do that. And that's no we 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 see it the we see when he when players come off and he, he does a whole pipe of do all I think arm round he's chatting to them. That's almost uh, the bit for the cameras. I think it goes much deeper than that. That will be happening every day, day in, day out. So it would not shock me if that's the mantra of bringing in a new player, that we almost make sure they uh, the moment we start speaking to them, they're aware of the expectation. We, like, Clement knows what they expect and they support the transition on and off the field. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we've seen something like that at all, mate.
0: I think as well with, with Clement, you know, they've got to remember he's he's managed obviously Bruges um, and, and Genk as well, and he's won the titles and he's actually in terms of Bruges, the budget he would have had at Bruges would have been quite similar to what he's working with right now, and, and you've got to only going kind to of look what he done with Bruges and in beating Real Madrid and the Bernabeu, and you know what? I just think we've we've finally got a proper manager, and and Scotty, you're right. It's the little details like that with new signings to. To help them settle and to help them get the best the best out of out of everyone, and you've just seen that even with Lawrence and Jack, the way that he's brought them back into the team of late, in, instead of what Van Bronkhorst and Bill done, it's just overplay players constantly. Where Clamont's just got everyone guessing. Right, uh, it it's, me, it's, me, it's about like see when you get see when
1: you start a new job if you're an employer, you need to figure out ways of getting a person to settle in really really quickly and hit a ground running and feel comfortable and confident enough to show their best work I think it's just something as simple as that come on, it's looked at and you've seen you've seen it with Diamondis. he's 2-2 two two now and Cortez is I don't want to say ripping the piss league but he's very confident with his feet do you know what I mean? so I think that's a credit to the club whatever they've done sorry for I off half but just wow. by your, your question about Tessers it was very good finish but I think again it's it pass for John Suter and it's it's when it's knowing when to go direct and when to play on the deck is what's really impressed me. with come kind of style of play if you if you want to if you want to call it that. Um, it's knowing when to go direct and when not. And that pass for Souter yesterday was was tremendous. He now looks as if he's comfortable and confident stepping out for that left hand side of defence. The There's a balance between him and now. And if we're being honest about it and Goldson were probably two the two of the best centre backs in the league in recent years. I will they have been up there with stats and stuff anyway? So again, a eh, good finish but the big Deathers, but Suter definitely needs a shout out on his his performances recently. I think he's he's really up to ante and he's made that, that centre back berth his own while Balligan's been at Wies his, his injury. He yeah, has he Colin he's really took
0: talk- Took his chance since coming back into. I've always been a big fan of John Suter. I was, I was really happy that, that we went and signed him when we did. Obviously, injuries have been unfortunate until now. Obviously, Touchwood he, he can stay fit, but but that's what he gives you that that quality. Uh, don't get me wrong. Leon Balogun has come in and, and and it looked like for a while on that was his preferred sort of pairing, but that's where games at eyebrows like that. Balogun is incapable of that kind of quality of pass, and especially when John Suter steps out. Um, so he's got you he, he can do both you can you can you can let him set, set, step out or you can give him time on the ball and he's going to, going to go and pick out a pass like that and I think that's a must for a, for a ranger center half.
2: it's good to have horses for courses isn't it? um but Balogun's so good at reading the game and see these goals we've conceded the way the long ball over the top Balogun would never would never be caught with that but you're right what certain goals we can do with the ball and spray the ball about Balling can't do and you know it's good to have those options where every game you you can tailor it so we a low block for example if we're up against Motherwell next weekend we're going to dominate most of the ball we want the ball playing centre-halves um where I do think we may have missed a tick is maybe in Europe where we're going to be you know defending a bit deeper and we need to do the basics so so well There's we probably want in there um but it should have those options and, you know, John Sutton and Conor Golson were excellent yesterday. Um, you know, I think we're very quick to forget how consistent golson has been um, when he makes the odd one or two mistakes um, and John Sutton as well. Yeah, I've said time and time again, Mason, like, we're a fucking nightmare as a what. We really are, um, and that's labelled to like how we act with nesters and that as well. But um, we're so quick to be knee knee jerk. But if you take a step back, Sitter and Golson as a partnership is absolutely fine. Having said that, they might have been troubled a wee bit more yesterday if Shankland was playing. I was really, I don't know why Naismith Smith didn't play him at all. Um, so must have been injured. Go and follow it up, Colin. Follow it up. Because I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Oh, if I had a shot on, I'd be wearing my smug tie. Uh, because I know I know after weeks and weeks of debating, you boys aren't they gonna look me in the eye and tell me that he's still fucking he's still the best striker in the league, that he's still yes, yes. a better option than Silva or Dessels.
1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: Go on, Scotty. I'll let you go first.
1: Silva is a completely different level of player who is not out and out-and-out and out number nine for me to start. Um, I think Silva, when he came on yesterday and played as a 10, I think that's where you're going to see his best fit. But I know there's a, an injury he can't Well, I think you're going to see... Him and Dessers play together because Roof's back fit, so I think Silva as a number nine is going to be null and void until Roof gets injured again. Not a slag came out that's not a personal dig, but his injury record speaks for itself. So, on to Shankland and Dessers. Colin, I sent you something earlier on the day about the sort of in-game stats between the two of them, and it shows that Dessers was a better player on the day. No doubt about it, but I'll put it back to you and say with Dessers was Dessert's a better player than Shankland the week before, and the week before that, 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 because Shankland was banging them in constantly, constantly banging them in for Hearts. So I think you need to look at the two sides, and we're obviously a better team than Hearts has shown yesterday. And I think one of the reasons that they've been playing so well is because of it won't Shankland and their team. And, um, so I'd maybe come back at you a wee bit in terms of in terms of that. Shankman needs a certain degree of service and he still managed to hit a post at 5 00 done yesterday. But he only needs a sniff. It brings it would, would bring something different. Dessel's second goal yesterday, I know we're going to go near, and I'm kind of going ahead of steam here. But Dessel's second goal yesterday was probably my favourite goal this season. Because he didn't try and put anybody in their backside. They didn't try anything fancy. He just lettered it into it. Which is what Shanklin does every week. So that's that would be my case about it, if you know what I mean. Um whether I still want Shanklin to sign or not is a completely different question now because the transfer is not open and I think Coltman's going to be doing a lot of work between noon and summer to find us like, for example, Amarellos for fi Finland. Or somewhere a gem like that. I don't I think Shanklin's signing chance to sign for Rangers has been and gone, unfortunately for me.
0: I still, I still take Shankland this summer. If you know, I think Ruth's contract's going to be up. I doubt we're going to be able to get uh, Silver again. Uh, I knew I summer.
1: loved you, Mason. I knew I loved
0: you. I, I'd, 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 still take him. And, and Colin, you're right. Yesterday, uh, someone, uh, someone said it to me, uh, who I've been banging on about Shankland for. But gotta remember, we smashed hearts yesterday. I don't think that was because because of Shankland. I still, find, I think, I still think if Shankland... Was, was a striker for us yesterday, he still gets a, a couple of goals, but that's taking nothing away from Dessers. by the way. Because, um, if, if at the start of January, if you'd have said to me, Dessers is going out the door, I would have said, No problem, as obviously, as long as we replaced him. But I can't knock him in terms of the amount of chances and positions he gets himself in, right? up, see, um, he's he and he keeps coming back. And, and the criticism he's had from me, I'll hold my hands up, and I know there's a lot of the support he keeps coming back and his numbers he's going to end up with easy over 20 goals so if he does that we you know and we win the league I'll, I'll, I'll happily be humble player and, and I think um come on again for him has been huge calling
2: you two can pat each other on the back gang up and meet all you like right barf that up all up in the YouTube comments we are just the mere podders, the people who keep this podcast running. Are the <laughs> listeners? Sixty-one percent of those, those listeners, when asked, "Is Lawrence Shankland improved Rangers?" They said no. The other, the percent can go fuck themselves. You're bad, right? It's, um, you know, me and my faithful sixty-one percent. Like that—that's what really matters here. But if I'm being serious, like right, somebody made made a point, around, I should be clapped in the Galvin View Hotel with my Go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, oh, I can't, can't really go type up my statement tonight. Um, so the somebody shared a comment that Rangers do need a clinical striker, and I've never—I've never argued with that. But Rangers are. Rangers are playing with two limited strikers, now, you know, in terms of Silva and Dessers, they both bring different qualities. But in terms of being the complete rounded striker, we, we don't have that, and we don't they're not close enough to that. Shankland is also another very limited striker. He's a better finisher. I don't think you get as much off the ball, or I I don't think you get as much outside the box for Shankland than you do for Desters. Um I don't think Rangers are in the place to be. To be getting Joyce Wales, everybody we bring in has to improve that first team. Um, we we've, we've seen that with the January signings, all three of them improve the first team. The same has to happen in the summer because, back to our depth, you know, it's a very quick drop off in some of these areas.
0: Yeah, I think look, I think someone posted, I'm happy with what we got in January, um, and and I know on, on the, the the transfer deadline day, me and Scotty was on the pod that night, and we we used a little bit little bit flat at the time uh, and be, being honest but mm-hmm. we're sort of looking at it now and and, and this is why i feel come up paid the money he does and is the rangers manager that money that that we had he's used on a on a midfield you know on midfield and that's proving that's proving to be going to be crucial as i said hopefully he can save it and continue doing what he's doing and getting goals from not just that striker position that i think we all was like we need goals just coming from that position so um it is, it, is, it is an interesting one, um, and, and, and listen, that's what we want, um, Scotty. Just you just touched on it then uh, a second ago about this um, second goal and the fourth goal. What I like about this is again just coming back to, to, to how relentless we was yesterday. It's two minutes after half time, and, and Sterling puts in a lovely cross, and then bang, four nil. And at that point, I did think this is going to be six, seven.
1: Should have been, should have been really the way we played um, played Hearts of the Park yesterday and that's not that's not me sitting here saying that because I'm a Rangers fan I'm saying it because it's a fact like, Rangers should have came away with six or seven yesterday he's seen it off the I on the touchline he knew Hearts were a wounded animal getting like, ready sitting there for a day and they wanted more and more and more because that goal difference that we need to build could be we've seen it last last year with Celtic that goal difference is essentially it's another point like, yeah, so, um, I, Tesser's second goal was definitely my favourite of the season because I was happy to see a boy finally like Curry summed it up on his pod earlier on. Like, he sometimes wonders if there's, a, if there's a monkey banging his drums in Tesser's brain sometimes because he just tries too hard and tries to be too smart on a ball. He just leathered it yesterday. That's, that's what I want to see from my Rangers number nine as well as all the other stuff he's done. what I would put it there though is there was interest in Dessers in January reportedly if somebody comes in and offers me my money back I am taking it and I am running 100% because I, the Dessers were seen. Now I'm not convinced that you can see it for a full season which is where the problem lies we've also still got the best striker in Scotland sitting in my it sitting in my treatment room but Kamar he's I don't think you would I genuinely do think the yeah, guy's better than like Kyogo. He's outstanding, but he's he's playing for us because he's injury record, which is unfortunate. So we come on managing the likes of Tom Watson and all that sort of stuff. I hope that we can see roof for the final kind of eleven matches a season. We've got eleven games left. They just needs to try and stay fit and be managed properly
0: because it could be pivotal in the running. Yeah, it, it is it's such a shame what Kamar on call it no, i'll bring you in on that one um we've said it many a time on this pod it's just you know he comes in it now and then he gets a goal and then he's out for three four weeks but i think Kamar will do everything he can to keep ruth as fit as he can be for this running because as scotty just said if we've got kamar ruth on the bench in games where. Inevitably, we're going to have games from now to the end of the season where 20, 25 minutes to go, we need a winner. He's exactly who you want coming off the bench, and I, I think that's what he's got to be used for. Um, I, I don't see him starting too many games because when he does, I think that's when he does break down. But but yeah, yeah, and Simmer will be another one. You know, I'm I'm really optimistic that we're going to see Simmer a lot sooner than 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 what we was was led to believe.
2: Yeah, Ruth is. Ruth is a frustrating one. Um Aldo Scott here saying that he's the best site at the club's a um, myth. Um, he's never fit get rid of him. And I can understand that logic. Um, how can you say somebody's the best? Um, when when they're never fucking playing, but I think the the right term is probably the most talented. I do agree with Scott. He's a more talented, uh, he's, a, he's a more able striker when he's fit than anybody else in Scotland. And there's a reason the, the last time KMR Ruth was fully fit, that we won the league game. Um, he was so important that season, we, we forget. Um, we've seen Clement fully change the way he manages injury-prone players in Tom Lawrence and Ryan Jack, who are not anywhere near as injury prone as k Um but it's getting to the point where they're out of the match they swap all together just to manage their games, and that's the same approach he has to take away K-Marouf, and that may be really obvious to say, but when you vote a player of that talent, it must be tempting. It must be tempting just to keep him in every squad, just in case that last 10 15 minutes, because he is a game changer when he can. Um, but we need to fight that temptation as hard as it is. But that's why having players like Dessers himself contribute um, is, is really important to take the pressure off these guys coming back. Because the last time Ruth was coming back for injury, Dessers hit his fucking ass with a banjo, and Danilo just got injured. So there was an urgency to rush roof back. We don't have that urgency right now. Well, we've got the players contributing, so let's get him back at his in pace.
0: Yeah, spot on, Scotty. I, I want to touch on John Luntry. Um again. His performance yesterday. Um, I'm going to just put his his heat map up there for for the viewers. Um, he was he was everywhere again for us yesterday. Um, one of the a man in the match. Don't give me if you think it was my Don't tell me yet because I want to come to that you and Colin a little bit later. But new contract apparently is really close and, and set to be announced. And I've done a full 180 on this um, um, from from when the managers come in. He's been he's been our best performer.
1: Aye, 100. Right, so you can sit on what we've seen under Michael Beale in terms of apparently John Lundström come back for pre-season, wannabe elite test, fittest guy at club, looked as if he was towing a caravan. I sat here at the beginning of the season and I said to everybody that Lundström had to go. wasn't showing it enough since comments come in. It looks a lot... Going back to the Cortez and the Diamandé thing, Lundström looks a lot happier at his work. Um, don't know if he's remembered back to the Cup semi-final under Geo we played Celtic and... A Celtic player on the floor and that might have been a Rebo or Bassi went over to try to help a boy. And Lundstrom came over and gave a Rebo or Bassi health or leather for dinner. Now, Lundstrom is doing that every week in a Rangers jersey just now. He's harrying players, he's demanding, he's setting the tone where he's passing. But they not look pass and its own yesterday, Lundstrom could have the worst game of his career and that would have still got a money match for me. I can't believe. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was rubbing them constantly. John Lundstrom done an all look pass and got an assist for it. But it's Philippe. Come on, Dane. What kind of magic is he waving just now? That John Lundstrom will say it again. Performed an all look pass, a successful one, and Silva took his goal brilliant. The guys just talk about. This guy we've got now is better than Mister Thursday He's unbelievable. So credit to him. And I want him to sign a new deal. I want him to stay. And I want us to build our midfield around him
0: three years to come. Colin, what's your thoughts on that? I think I think he's got to make some, some really good points there. Um, I think the, the the thing we're seeing from John Ulster now is that consistency. We've seen bits and pieces, didn't we? See with the first of the United of the Europa League, we see certain games, and uh, he, and it was just about backing it up. But the manager and him have got some a bond there that that he, he's at, he's been at it sort of every game uh, since he's come in and. And yeah, and yesterday he was the same. He just covered every blade of grass, second balls, third balls, and he's passing. What what what's what's improved massively for me with John Lundstrom is the, the how quickly he moves the ball. Up. You know, I thought he was a little bit too slow in the previously, but now it's one two touch and and, and, and it's it, it's it makes a difference to us.
2: Aye, and I think the again Clemon is the biggest factor here. Previously the best. The best John Lundström played was under Van Bronckhorst in Europe, and that's because in Europe, and you know, let's not rewrite history. Van Bronckhorst tactics were fucking excellent, right? In in Europe, it just simplified the game game plan for every player. And for Lundström, that was uh, take the ball, slow down to your pace, just move the ball, and we'll try and hit quickly in the break. Where the issue came was we couldn't quite apply the same basic principles domestically players weren't sure what they were maybe doing and it didn't quite work in a different setting Clemence went back to basics with John some again and just first and foremost you are the midfield general and everything that comes um, and I know he is supporting where the attack more um, but I feel his he's, he's decision making when he does that is, is spot on and again I think that's just this double pivot we have um with one storm and another i think lamont's just making sure that once that once road you never see both go gung-ho and that's what john lundstrom doing here. he he'll do the bases he'll make sure we're in control of the ball first and foremost and then he'll have to get involved in it um and you know i've been saying i i've been a long long term john lundstrom fan but i've been saying that he has to find consistency He's found that because he knows his job and he does it well, and I've put a, another poll up asking should he get a, a new deal. Eighty-six um, percent of the listeners are saying he should, and all this myth about um, wanting an extra ten grand a week and that he's not. He's happy Rangers. He loves it here. His family are settled. He'll maybe want to cut an extra grand, um, and we we should we should be giving him a, a new deal. The problem is, Scott said building midfield around him for years to come. We can't kind of just assume he's going to be like that. Again, we need to bring somebody in to push him and challenge him. Uh, we've seen what happened with James Tavernier when we just assume he's going to be like that for years to come. We need somebody to come in and challenge him. But once some has to be here next season. Uh,
0: that's a really good point, there, Colin and Scotty. I'll, I'll let you comment on this as well. I think Lundstrom is the type of player that needs someone behind him pushing him. And and, and and because we've seen we've seen it before, and it's, I know he's doing really well late. But we've seen it before when the, the, the Lundstrom drops off, and he's still in the team week in week out. He needs, and that for me might not be Raskin, but Sterling's Sterling's one that that that, that surprised us all when I think he could go in there and play that that holding midfield role. Um, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you've you've kind of answered your, your question again. For me, it's um, Nico Raskin's a guy that. He's come in with all this hype and promise. Um, He's come in with a reputation, hope that he's going to be an ex-big cog in the player trading model. Nico Raskin's not producing just now, for whatever reason, and he's not really produced since he's come into a Rangers jersey as well, if if I'm just going to be blunt about it. Nico Raskin is in in the same place that John Lundstrom was in at the start of the season, where he looks slow he's sluggish he's misplacing his passes Aldo says in the comments here that Lindström was berating him on the park yesterday as soon as he came on he was misplacing passes he was making mistakes anytime time he got on the ball um, I think long term that's your guy that should be challenging Lindström for our berth and I think you're not seeing an element of irritation with John Lindström because Nico Raskin's not a good football player just not. he's not in form um, all we've really we've really seen after he come in is a reputation He's yet to produce the goods on a consistent basis for me. So I, I still think you need to bring somebody else in because I still see Do join Sterling as a right-back. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot next season. You're potentially looking at Alpha Devine, by the way. Shout out to him. He was very impressive against Celtic today for my level. Um, I thought he contained that dies my Maeda very well for most of the game. Um, so I think you're going to start seeing Tav maybe dropping out a wee bit more next season and maybe Stellan and Devine challenging him a wee bit more for a shot. Me and Colin sort of touched upon it last time we were on a pod together, but I think what you're going to see is a challenger and I think that's pretty much because Tav's that wee bit older, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's where you're going to see Lundstrom play. So I do think you need another central midfielder because for me, Nico Raskin's regressing instead of progressing just now. So Trump's not got that challenger because he's really the only one that can play the sixth if we come once to play it.
0: Yeah, got to, got to agree with that. Raskin has been really, really disappointing. But Colin, just to sort of finish off on the on the game uh, yesterday, um Silva got the fifth, um brilliant finish for him on the left foot as, as Scotty said there with a the, the Lunchham no look pass. He nearly gets another one. On the half ollie and he sort of swivels it and it's a really good save from clark um but i actually think that he he looks better in that position for me that number 10. and i think that's why he makes a really good point about ruth and dessa's maybe alternating um and 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 lawrence now campos out lawrence and silver maybe alternating that 10 position
2: i don't know um obviously it was just a very you Know very brief glimpse we've seen him in the number 10 position, and I don't know if it's just because I'm comparing him to a, Tom, Tom Lawrence and then Todd Campbell. But I think he, I don't think he has is the killer pass that both of them have, and I think you need that. Um, and in the number 10 position, I think he's good, he's good at taking the ball, and he's a good dribbler with the ball. Um, he's touches is excellent. I don't think he's dropped the range of passing that Lawrence and Graham will do. Um again it's hard to say. I do like him up top because in certain games when you need movement you need you need the intricate play. Um I think he links up he brings the wide players in much better than what Desers does. So I do kinda like him for those games. Um I think he's definitely worth trying I'm glad that he did try that out yesterday. Um for me still a striker and i think the manager still sees him as a striker and um, it'll be interesting to see if he does get more i mean we're, we're obviously thinking ahead of benfica if we are chasing goals right like um like we want all the attacking options tried and tested so hopefully the way the games roll the way we want them on wednesday and saturday we can even try silver in the number 10 again
0: Colin, just last just one view because Scott has already given us his man of the match for yesterday. Um was, would you agree with it was John Lindstrom? Um I'm gonna throw Rip Danielman's name out there because
2: I thought I he was immense like, yesterday as well. It's a hard one. my um, fault. thought Yilmaz won't get the plaudits because you know there were so many good assists and goals, but it just he was solid, was not he? He was solid and he, he is so aggressive in getting up the park quickly. You know, what we've seen James D'Avner do in, in the past at his peak. Young man, he's just, he's a wee, he's a wee terrier. He really is. Um, but John Lansom does edge it for me. He's just a heartbeat of the team um, when he's on that, on a game like that. So it's, I really can't argue with, with John Lansom there.
0: No, uh, that's that's fair enough. I'll, I'll go for the little the little little young lad, uh, little Hasbulla. I thought he was he was very very good yesterday. Scotty, on to Wednesday night. Um, am I right? Is it fair to say I think this is the toughest away game that we're going to face, other than Parkhead. Um, and this is a game that they will be looking at us saying this is one they're going to drop points.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um Celtic fans will be watching on, I think, with uh with that hope that we will drop points on Wednesday night. Wednesday night's a completely different challenge. And I think what you're going to see, see if, is the strong mentality of squads back, like I said earlier, if you if you look at your your away performance to St Myrne, um the League Cup final we won the great but super super Tav pops up with a winner. Um, the Hearts game at home where we went two one with a last minute Daniel header. If you look at kind of small milestones like that, is that's built is up to how kind of strong mentally we are now. Um, Wednesday night we go and play a a stuffy Kilmarnock side who have got some very right good players. I've been I've been looking up their kind of know build the star players if you want to say like got the boy Armstrong who I believe we can nullify, he's influenced games against the Old Firm so far this season, but I do think that come on, we'll have a plan in place for him, and I think it's still John Sterling, to be brutally honest. Um, they've got the big boy Vassell up front, I was, I was getting this guy like, big time on Curry's pod earlier on, that I think he's a great centre forward that works really, really hard, he's a grafter, um, he can cause his problems. He's not he's not got the best goal scoring record, but see everything else he does. Just watch your watch you, boys. He's, he's a really good player. I think Suter will potentially occupy him. I think Suter will be sort of man marking him, dealing with that because Suter's got a better physical presence than Golton. Um, I think it's going to be a one or two nil victory in Wednesday night. And I think it's just a case of three points and doing the road, Mason. To be honest, um, that is my biggest challenge so far, but it's a challenge I think. This Rangers team can can take, but see if see if the worst case scenario happens. We need to kind of put ourselves in this position for two things. If the worst case scenario happens, and we leave with a draw. This is where I'm coming back to the goal difference because there will be three points, and we are still top one goal difference. This is when that can be that extra point for us. Um, so overall, I'm quietly confident, but I'm I'm feeling the same way I was kind of against Hearts and Saturday. I'm feeling a wee bit cautious about it. All. It's probably Best word to describe them. Um I'm not sure what way it's going to go. It's just because of that plastic pitch. You don't really know um what you're coming up against on depending on how cold it is in Wednesday night as well. All these things kind of come into what level of performance you're going to be able to get. So I think you're going to see a lot of one fibber phase, and I think you're going to see Serial Dessers up top the combat their physical presence. And but oh by the way. And I'll shout out to Loose Mail who is absolutely flying since the same fucking Kilmarnock.
0: Yeah, he, he, he I watched them the other day. I, I still think Colin. In, in fairness, I still think they've they've got the the third best manager in the league. Um, I think it'll have them well organised. We know that. Um, and, and as Scotty said, that pitch is it is such a leveler. It's going to be completely different to the game that we see yesterday, where it's like a bowling green. It's it's going to be. It's, you've got to win the battle there first and foremost. And and what I'd love love us to do more than anything is take the game away from Kilmarnock. Like, something that we haven't done in Rugby Park for years is just take the game away from them and and, and then dictate it from there. It's it's going to be a big test, but but I'm confident. Yeah, that
2: you probably summed up my feelings towards it there, saying you know big test, but confident. But I think. We all due respect to everybody and myself included over the last week. I think we all need to calm uh, down a wee bit and I think this is the title race. Emotions coming in. We say this about hearts as well. People, you know, I, and I'm saying, incidentally, like people are allowed to feel how they feel. Like, I'm not having a go MD, but I've seen a few comments and saying winning Wednesday and that's the like, league done. Like, like they will beat us after that. No, uh, I don't think so. Um, people saying that this will be the hardest away game we play all season i don't think we can say that i think it depends on the game it's it's just another three points this is no more or no less important than motherwell next week either um and i think we do need to you know i, I know i'm saying like i'm sitting the fence here but we just need to respect opposition but remember we are rangers we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be nervous about going to you know, we we've allowed that to happen. Our performances at Kirmarnock have allowed that to happen. That's our fault. Um Kilmarnock were good on the day, but ultimately we were off our day, that's how they got the results. And that if Rangers turn up and do their seven out of ten um it, by their own standards, we will win comfortably regardless of say, the pitch or you know how Kamarnock play, we're just better than them. And that's no disrespect to Kramanock. Um you know you mentioned the, the the pitcher being a leveler. That's just something that Clermont will have to deal with and how we set up the team. And these players, they're well aware they the... Like the, the, of the team, they're well aware of the, the challenge, this says. But Clermont just has to make sure that we're set up right, we've got the late subs to come off the bench when we need them, and it'll be... If we play our own game, we're going to win three points on Wednesday. But we can't take it as gospel that we're going to just turn up and win. Then we'll get pumped. If we turn up nervous and tweet to like Real Madrid, we will also get pumped. Don't overthink it. We'll be fine. Yeah,
0: Scotty. Just just on that, you, you said there in terms of changes. You still think Desas will will lead the line? I, I suppose it would be hard for anyone to come out that played yesterday. But I just I'm just thinking, come on, what would Clermont do? And I do think there will be maybe one, two changes from the team we see yesterday, again, to freshen it up, but also, mm-hmm. as you said, to nullify some, you know, some things that you one up a good at as well. Right. I
1: think you're going to see, personally for me, I think you're going to see Ryan Jack come in for Diamante. I think you're going to see McCausland maybe come in for Cortes. I think Dujon Sterling's too important to drop just now. Considering his physicality that we're going to come up against in Wednesday night. Um, who else was I going to bring in? Tessers will lead the line up top. But my, I'm going to throw a span on the works here, and I'm going to say that is going to start in the 10. Just because of the way that Come on's been managing Tom Wants. Um, Tom Wants is too too big a player to risk for, for one football match. And I think what Silva showed on started it and come on even putting them out to play in the first place. I think you're possibly going to see um, Butlin the same back line, essentially, maybe with not coming in at left-back because, of, as I say, it's a physicality again. Then you'll maybe see Jack and Lindstrom with Silva up in front of them, with Sterling, McCauslander, Cortes and Dessers up front, to be brutally honest Do you. I think we're going to see a change just because of the amount of rotation and the challenges that's in front of us in Wednesday night, Mason.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's fair. I, I agree. I, I agree with you in terms of uh, the changes. Uh, I think McCosland and Sterling out at wide. This is up top. I think Diamondi in the ten, and I. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Lawrence. I can't see Lawrence playing. I think the, the Ryan Jack shout's a good one. I, I, I can see him coming in for that. And but I think Diamondi will play in the ten, and and I think. Um, wouldn't be against Silver in there to be fair. As I said earlier, I think that would that that's a decent one. Um and, and I don't don't think that, that, that Suta deserves to be dropped, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if Balogun was chucked in. Uh Colin, have you got any any thoughts on, on what you'd like to see Wednesday night?
2: I don't like Diomandi in the ten Mason. Um I think he didn't do a job there. But I think you almost take away his influence. Um hmm. which then leaves the question who does win number ten can Tom Warren's play a half? I don't think they will risk him. Camp Well's out. So against my better judgment, I think Silva might start in the ten. Um even though I do think he's better up top, but again I think he can do a job there. And I think if we're getting into the territory of who can do a job there, I think you need to make sure that the players around them are you know I'm more secure. So I think Silva, if he's going to start that gate, start in that position for the first time, he'll be more comfortable with Diomande and Lunstrom between them because Ryan Jack coming out for the, the cold. Um that's probably the, the biggest talking point for me. Um for me the the whereas Wellish Cortez or because Linda with that, that I have no issue with like, all three are you know are, are playing with confidence. Um how wouldn't they change up the back four? Um, unless somebody needs rested, I think. It, 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 so we need to keep it fresh, absolutely, but we need to keep a bit of stability as well at the same time and build a wee bit of momentum. So I think the midfield is probably the biggest talking point. I, I can't recall it, I can't recall it, but I, I'd like to see Alonso and Monday back in there. It's nice to have the options. Uh, definitely, we was, how many times have we been talking about, uh, and it's just been
0: 11 or twelve. Every every week, um, so it's nice to have the options. And the only reason I didn't sort of mention Cortez because I've seen Tom say Cortez is I just don't know starting in Wednesday night his type of game, and I didn't think St Johnston last week suited him either. Um, maybe as an impact, I think I think that that might suit him a, a little bit more. But uh, any kind of win Wednesday night is it, I'll take whatever kind of win it is. That's where we're at, um, and, and then we go from there. But gents, that's that's us coming up to to an hour. Um, so I just want to thank all the listeners for for tonight. Uh, Scotty, thanks for coming on tonight. What's your prediction? Uh, score prediction for for
1: Wednesday? Um, I'm going to go two nil. Desil's double. What I would love to see is like five nil with half with five penalties or something, like that, just to get a conspiracy theory or something running. But I'm going to go two 0 Two nil.
0: Take that all day. Uh, thanks, thanks for that, Scotty. And Colin, thanks for tonight, mate. Um, what's your prediction for Wednesday?
2: Oh, good speaking to you both thanks for having me and thank you to all the listeners as well um i think it will be a narrow narrow one um i'm going to go two one rangers um aye, i think we'll score two i think we'll score two and again i think um i think commander roll hassles at the back a wee bit more than hartstead um in the home tough so narrow two one rangers up by three points
0: yeah, take that take that all day long. I'm going to go 2-0 as well We've Scott Ian. I'm going to go Des's first goal because uh, he's going to get some chances. That That is definitely uh, for sure because he does get himself in there. Hopefully he gets a couple more. But any kind of win, as I say, uh, keeps us ticking over top of the league. Uh, but as always, thanks for thanks tonight. We've, said we've had a lot of comments and make sure you keep a look out for more shows that are going to be on the way in the next few days. And as always, take care.